dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going oh better uh I, i'm not gonna retell the whole story but i was telling you off air that um a piece of halloween candy ripped one of my goddamn teeth out and I had to go get that straightened out and so when that's how your day starts, it's like, it's just kind of all downhill from there, right? Like that was the biggest problem I had to deal with today. And I was like, and I get to end my day recording an episode of nostalgia. No nostalgia goggles. I was like, this is, this is, this is good. I front loaded all of the sadness. So, so the thing is, it was always going to like end on like a, a, on a, on a downward slope towards happiness, right? right? What you didn't know is that you were like, hefting the other side of that board up <laughs> real high, you know? high. <laughs> but uh yes no we we are we are here for an episode of no nostalgia goggles episode two if i remember correctly that does sound right i'm also realizing and and we can be you know total schlubs about this but i don't have the the patron list in front of me and you don't have to make up names for it so i'm just gonna go grab it right now because that's a thing Sweet. that i can do yeah i mean worst case scenario if people don't want to like listen to you slog through that you know we can just edit all this out but we're not gonna we're not gonna i wonder i i would love it if we had a crazy dedicated person but not like the dangerous kind a crazy dedicated person who would like go back through and see how many times did we refer to edits and whether or not they think the edit actually happened because Mm. subconsciously i know i'm not doing this on purpose but as a thing i realized after the fact subconsciously i try to mix it up Sometimes when I tell you like, oh, hey, I'm going to have to edit that out, I do actually remove it because it was like, you know, you said the name of a person we know or you, you know, you uh, like a, a full like first and last name or, or like a, a story got rambling weird like this one is now becoming right. And so I, I do actually lift some of those things out. But then there's lots of times where it's like, oh, ha ha, I'm going to have to edit that out. Ha, ha And of course I don't. But but they don't know. They don't They don't know. Nobody knows. Well, Mike might know. Mike sits here quietly and listens, and then I think he recognizes where my edits are. Oh, he absolutely does. And um, I think that that for me personally, the way I run it in my head is that if we do have like a back and forth, it's like really just like you said, kind of eh, whatever. Or uh, and so then if I say, "Ah, oh, man, you're going to have to edit this out," that means that you're now rolling at disadvantage to edit it out. You know, like calling attention to it <laughs> makes it more likely that yeah. you're going to leave it in. You know? Yeah. No, that that's fair. Um, well, it also depends on like how funny was calling attention to it. None of this has anything to do with video games. Should we do other things? We probably should. So, uh, this is the part where I, I say, okay, so, uh, we do this, but normally we would do, um, well, we still got to show. There's always show. Yeah, we still got to show. Yeah. There's always showing. Yeah. But we, we can skip the news, the, the nostalgia goggles cause we, we, we are playing current games. Um, so yes, we, we, we shall show. We shall show. Um, if, if somehow you think that this is still a podcast about video games and you want to support what we're doing, uh, you can subscribe. Uh, my personal ask is don't just leave a rating and review, make a recommendation, find a game that you've always wanted to get your friend into, or that, you know, your friend is a big fan of and send them that episode. Cause I think those are the best ways to do referrals. Um, stars on Apple podcasts are cool. I won't turn them down, but I think referrals are better. 
Uh, if you want to chat with us more directly, uh, I still manage our social media until such time that Twitter becomes a completely unusable dumpster fire. Uh, and we have a contact form and a discord where you can come and talk to us even more directly. Links for all that crap in the show notes. Uh, if you want to support what we're doing with money, then you can become a patron. And if you support at any level, you get the after show. Uh, that's also all the back after shows. So all of the after shows we've ever done instantly become available to you. And if you support us with enough money, you can get your name shouted out. So first, we have to thank our 8-bit classics, Kevin, John, Jason, Yarno, and Jacob, and our 16-bit hero, Michael. Yep. And for $1,000, we will take a body picture with your a body pillow with your picture on it to Vegas for a night and send you the pictures of the event. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. This is this is by far the most concerning one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I just, I eventually, as T goes to infinity, statistically, someone's going to give us a grand to do one of these things. You know, I'm just curious. I keep throwing bread into the pond and waiting for. <laughs> is it is it going to be like a little trout that takes a nibble, or is it going to be a shark that eats us on the way? And it's like, well, depends on which which bread they're nibbling at. So, <laughs> what kind of weird ass lakes are you hanging out at? <laughs> well i mean you know i live in ohio right now and and we have one that is pretty great i've I've heard it's pretty great i'd love to see it someday um but i've it's heard there's superior. another one that's superior damn it damn it <laughs> damn it you know this is fine because i don't actually know there's four or five i don't know the all five five yeah it's well i mean it's 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 eerie that you don't know them all but that's okay we can move on yes well done way to bring that back yeah, thank you um yeah. <laughs> so we have a uh listener question uh because we're including listener questions and all these um and i i like this one because of how completely i'm going to deconstruct the premise of it and completely ignore <laughs> the intention uh which is out of the games we've covered on the show so far this was asked to us in the in our discord server out of the games that we've covered on the show so far what have you enjoyed playing the most and the least and so that is that is the question in its entirety. And here are my two canonical like or, uh, deconstructions rather uh, one. Th- this is non canonical. Like I'm going to answer this question, but this this could change tomorrow. This could change by the end of the episode. Right. Because this is this is a feelings answer. Um, and two, I settled on trying to at least honor the spirit of the question and not say like, here are my top. 25 and bottom 25 so i really literally just scrolled through the list of all the games we've played and i was like which two jumped out at me as like causing strong feelings uh so for me the super positive strong feeling one was final fantasy tactics because god i just i love the mess out of that game i will play i've i think i've played it one more time since we recorded that episode and i probably will play it again at some point um i'd still listen to the music as as like background music at work all the time um, cause it's just, it's just solid. We, we have played a lot of really excellent games, but I just, as I was scrolling past the album artwork, I saw that one and I was like, yeah, God, I love that game so much. Uh, and then the, the, the least enjoyment, um, there was some contenders, unfortunately, but I had to give it to Superman 64 and I had to give it to Superman 64, not because I think it's honestly the worst experience I've had gaming. I think I've had some that were more frustrating and, and sadder, but just, I love that character so much. Look what the look I, I can't do like a good uh a good godfather, but like look what they did to my boy. Like it's just it's so sad that like that's his his most famous video game is like one of the crappiest games ever made. And, and as we said, man, it's, it's it's so difficult to make 
a good Superman game because, and it's so difficult to make a good Superman movie. It's so difficult to do stuff with Superman because it's like, what it's kind of like the, what do you get for a man who has everything? Like, what do you challenge a man who can do anything with? And it's like, well, whether or not he should do anything, how do you make a video game about that? (laughs) (laughs) So what, what did you come up with for your most enjoyed playing and least enjoyed playing? So what I did was, um, is, is I, I, I kind of did the thing you said not to do, but here's, here's, here's what, I, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to say like, you know, man, we, fortunately we've had a bunch of great, you know, good, good favorites, right? You know, Shredder's Revenge, Portal 2, Doom 2016, Gungeon, Link to the Past, Starcraft, Masters of Orion, Super Mario Brothers 3, Doom 2, Zombies at My Neighbors, and Castlevania, right? Like those were all, all great games. Yeah. All excellent. <laughs> um, I did actually say favorite nostalgia and favorite old old game so like for me the favorite nostalgia goggle portal 2 you know yeah i i specifically didn't count those because i was like then it's a toss-up between portal 2 and celeste and i don't want to pretty much i don't want to do that on this particular podcast but yeah i'm I'm with you for sure yeah no especially because with portal 2 it now has special memories for me because not only do i love the hell out of that game but that's the first like real in my opinion like real like like puzzle game that teddy was able to play all the way through Ah, you know so he took that thing cradle the grave he loves it and he's like oh man glados is mean but sometimes she's your friend and i'm like yeah she is buddy (laughs) yeah she is you know so um so that one and then for favorite old gotta go uh legend of zelda link to the past man you know i just i just love that game it it, you know came i came very close to picking that one because the second i saw its artwork thinking about it in the context of the show is I thought about sitting on the floor of my living room and pausing for a second. Cause I wasn't sure where to go. And you looking up from your phone, sitting on my couch and being like, Oh yeah, <laughs> you just, you just got to go over here. It's like up. And then like two screens over. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. And I was like, Oh man, that's just, that's nostalgia. That's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't manufacture that. You just had to, you had to be there, man. And then, uh, so the nice thing is as I was going through it and looking for like my least favorite, and I was kind of making my list so I could pick, the least one i was like i am pleasantly surprised not i guess surprised but very happy with the fact that the this list is much shorter than the games i liked list yeah <laughs> yeah so i was like i was like yeah because we, we played some stinkers you know but i was like but this list is notably shorter so um you know so so there, there were some there were some bad things in there you know um so the worst new game it was a list of one because a lot of the new games we played we played because we heard they were good um sifu man i, I did not Heart, heartbreaker like heartbreaker <laughs> yeah yeah didn't 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 care, didn't care for what that did to me we're sold there's maniac mansion superman 64 mega man x3 echo the dolphin and golden axe um i had to give it to golden axe man just just because like because it broke you because it broke me man you know <laughs> is that again there superman 64 is in there and, and to your point right it's like like look what they did to my boy but oh man golden axe i just i was like that game was so much fun and i'm like this game is tragic garbage oh my god well and that is i think that's in the spirit of the question right you enjoyed that the least because it was so counter to your nostalgia experience for it right like if you were just if you'd never played it it probably wouldn't have been as emotionally painful yeah oh no absolutely that one was uh that was gruesome so uh yeah, so that that's that's where I came with it. I I, I took the time, I, I took the opportunity to go back through and say, I'm gonna curate this list and then rattle rattle them all off. But I did actually make the decision on best and worst. Yeah. No, you did. And I appreciate it. And these are like, you know, we get people ask questions in Discord and on Twitter and stuff. And 
I was like, oh, I'm I'm excited to like have a space to play with some of these because it's I really prefer live discussions. Right, this is why we host a podcast instead of writing articles because it would take me a thousand years to write one coherent article and then I would hate it forever. <laughs> but a podcast, yep. you can be like, yeah, it was a discussion we were discussing. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the dumbest game I think we played, um, I think goes to Home Alone too, man. <laughs> <laughs> that you know. That game has <laughs> sp- stuck a splinter in your mind. And, it, it, and just, like that game lives rent. He is home alone, rent free in your yeah, head. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just because it's like, you know, we, we played Jekyll and Hyde. We played games with worse conveyance. I mean, but I would, I would definitely argue that home alone has worse conveyance than Jekyll and Hyde because it has about the same conveyance as, as Jekyll and Hyde. But you're playing as a 12 year old, you know, which makes everything it's everything with Jekyll and Hyde, but just a layer worse because it, it like, I mean, I remember there was like a big old man who like choked you to death, you know? Yeah. yeah he's supposed to be, I think he's supposed to be picking you up by the shoulders, and, but like, he definitely does you? not. He definitely no. chokes you to death <laughs> or, or like, you know, like Harry and Marv, the, the, you know, robbers the, the, who are like the, oh, the sticky bandits the sticky bandits who are out to get kevin because they're on a vengeance you know um i remember them in the show being like oh man they're kind of scary dudes i don't remember them, them crowbarring him to death you know which happens in that game and and yeah. also too again it's something <laughs> that we discussed during the game but it's like why did they give him health like it should have been like a mayhem meter. It's like, hey, when you cause so much mayhem, like then people, you know, come and get you because you're a kid causing trouble. But it's like, no, that means that every time when somebody runs into you, they're not like coming closer to understanding that you're here alone. They're coming closer to murdering you, you know? So I'm like, that. that's uh, that's a choice. Anyway, so yes, that that I think is the dumbest game we played. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll try and get through this quickly, but uh, I know a guy who does a podcast about Commodore 64 games. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, so he used to be in the games industry uh, and he now uh, with one of his friends, they go through and review all these old Commodore 64 games. And, you know, most of them are garbage, not because the Commodore 64 is garbage, but because it was a time in history when like anybody could publish anything. And some of the things he has said about games that came out in the late uh, like very early 80s to like mid to late 80s when the commodore 64 is kind of like having its its day um there are things you also see on the nintendo sometimes and there's a very good chance that those were even maybe some of the people right like some of the same people who are just in the games industry but in my imagination the commodore 64 is this like ancient relic from a computing past bygone but it's not (laughs) it's a contemporary of the nintendo so there's like all these weird things that were on there that were very Atari like that were very weird arcade stuff. And you can see some of that, like kind of spill into early Nintendo games. And then you can see Nintendo be like, Nope. And they, then the Nintendo quality seal came in and they started like to really lock things down because they saw what was happening. They saw what happened to Atari, you know? Mm, yeah. You know, and, and, and that is a, a cautionary tale, <laughs> <laughs> but what what are you playing and why should I care? So I had some travel recently, and so I actually lately have played like a crap load of games. I, me too, because um, what, what I was going to say is that, that I, I finished my um, gun, uh, uh, Darkest Dungeon, which I'll talk about 
play. And then, and then, you know, like when you finish a game that has been consuming you and now you're just awash with what do I do with my life? So I've just been, yeah. When you, like, you realize like you were putting a full-time jobs worth of hours into it and you're like, <laughs> Oh no, I need to fill yeah. this time with something besides introspection about my life choices. Yeah. So now, now I'm just, you know, Phoebe walking up to people on the street, asking them if they want massages with video <laughs> games though. So I'm like, like, how about you video game? Would you like for me to play you? No, you're a trash video game. What about you, video <laughs> game? Would you like for me to play you? You know, and so I've also gone through a weird slew of video games, but sorry, continue. <laughs> um, well, I finally played Into the Breach, which is a roguelike strategy game. So it's, think Final Fantasy Tactics, but on a very small scale, right? So it's a small map. You only have three mechs. You're fighting uh, these aliens that are like trying to destroy the world. Um, and what is interesting about it, and I, I don't mind kind of spoiling this part of the narrative because one, it's an older, older new game. And two, it, you don't play it for the story. You play it for the roguelite elements of like trying to get better and better each time. Um, every time you fail, you abandon the timeline you're in and then you send other mechs back into the past to try and defeat those, the, the aliens hmm. again. Well, that raises a concerning question of, well, you clearly are not sending them back in time to the same dimension. So that means <laughs> when you lose, you abandon that dimension to its fate, right? And so there's like these really dark implications of success and failure. And I, I read an interesting article about it where this guy said the only way to win into the breach is to travel back, like to start a new game, win the first time and never play again. Because if you are like, oh, I bet I could do that run with this like weird mech or, oh, I bet I could do this run in like fewer turns or whatever. It's like, why are you going to another dimension and bringing this on them? Like, just, just stop, stop fracturing reality into more dimensions to feed your own <laughs> ego, you sociopath. So it, it's stop really fun. Trunks. Yeah, I'd, uh, I bounced off it um, when it was new and I, I don't remember why, but I was like, OK, I'm going to I have a situation. It'll run on the computer I'm going to have with me. I'm going to have some free time while I'm I'm visiting family. So I'm going to play into the breach. So I did. And I recommend it. It's it's good. Uh, and apparently they just ported it to, I think, iPad. Um, and because I, I hate playing video games on mobile devices, but because it's a real time strategy game, it actually probably would work OK with touch controls. Um, I also played a little bit of moving out and, uh, you were not totally off base when you called it a co-op like, <laughs> which was weird, um, for, to its benefit and its detriment, right? Like there, there are some times where I was like, this is very annoying and I am super angry right now. And then there were other times where I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's exactly the the feeling I got for it. And I think that my tolerance for it would be way lower if not for playing it with a seven-year-old you know totally like, and, and that's what i did is i was like i have to play this with other people to make it fun yeah because if you're playing it by yourself then you're just like you, you would get very frustrated you know and actually that's uh um one of the things that happened with teddy when we were playing it was that he's like oh i want to play this video game i said buddy i got chores i got to get done you know so i can't play video games with you he's like well can i play by myself i said sure and then he had a <laughs> meltdown like 30 minutes later and uh, megan's like he's not allowed to play that by himself anymore i'm like that's fair but a part of me is like, no, 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 this is good because now in his mind, video games are only fun when they're played with me as part of a social activity, not by himself in his room alone, like away from his family. You know, yeah. so I'm like, now no, every this is, game is Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the, you know, 
Uh, can I have a can I have a sip of your your whiskey? It's like, uh, yes, yes, you may have a sip of my whiskey neat. Oh, this tastes terrible, and all alcohol tastes that way. You know, <laughs> it's, nope. it's all exactly like this. It's just different colors. <laughs> yes, but uh, no, no. That, I'm looking at some of the the art for it. Is it? It doesn't look like. Unfortunately, it's on a console. It looks like it's just on uh, computers and stuff on Steam. Uh, oh, right I, now for you know, the I think they just ported it to the Switch. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not sure because I like I said I had it I've had it since ages ago on on PC. Um, I also uh, played a little bit of the demo of a game called Entropy Center, which hmm. you should go get the demo for. It's it's a PC Wait, game. Um, is that the is that the one that's like portal like? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah did that come is. out? No, I saw I saw a preview for it a yeah. while back. Is it is yeah, it? It's, just it's out. The, no, it's out. It's out. It's out. Yeah. So the the reason I didn't buy the game, even though I came really close to just throwing money at my computer screen like an idiot. So I was like, you know what? There's a demo. And sometimes I don't like puzzle games. So I'm going to be honest with myself and I'm going to play the demo because if I hate the puzzles or if I feel dumb and stupid when I play this, then I'm I'm not going to buy it. But that's not a reflection on the game. That'll be a reflection on me. Um, I put, I don't know, maybe... 30 minutes into the demo so far there's some amount of demo remaining i haven't finished it um the puzzles are brain benders man at least it's it's taking me some getting used to because you can only rewind time and stop rewinding time you can't reverse and let time flow normally because it can't right that the whole point is you can undo things that you've done but you can't redo them because that's the opposite of what the entire game is about. So right. the, you have it, to the solve the puzzles you... with this like single tool, which is helpful in a lot of ways because then you're never like, Oh, well, what if I do this other crazy thing? It's like, no, 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 no. You just, you can rewind time. That's it. That's your whole power. It came out on the PS five yesterday, the third yeah. of November. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. No, cause I saw a preview for this and I said to Megan, I was like, I'm going to buy this. Unfortunately, when it comes out, because this looks like, a, a new spin on portal and i absolutely love portal I, including like the kind of you know macabre humor of of like the oh the world's kind of ended but you know we all still gotta like like make the donuts yeah, you know and got, uh gotta do experiments yeah gotta gotta test and uh and i like the idea that they call it the entropy center because the idea is that you know the universe moves forward towards entropy so if you're reversing entropy then you would naturally reverse time so and and one of the things I think is so fascinating is that, and I don't know whether this is a generational thing, whether it's just our kind of group of friends, like our echo chamber that we put ourselves in, but it does seem that there are some like pretty high level science fiction or science possibilities, like theoretical physics that are just in the lexicon nowadays, you know? So like the idea of multiverse theory, it's rare that you'll meet somebody our age that has not even like, even heard about that you know because it's been popularized by marvel and by all those all, all these other you know areas i say all that to say though that like games like this i really appreciate because even just knowing the word entropy it's like that's helpful because that's an important part of physics you know and 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 it's it, in my opinion it explains a lot about the way the world <laughs> works you know because when somebody says oh man how come it takes forever to fix something but then it can fall apart in two minutes i'm like because the universe moves towards entropy everything will fall apart eventually and it's like well 
well, that's that's a really bad outlook. I'm like, it's not an outlook. It's just a fact. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, do with I'm, it what you will. I'm unfortunately just describing the machine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's just like, like all we are is, is, is a, a bizarre outlier and a momentary drop in entropy. Eventually, on a universal time scale, it's a blip. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do with that information. Like, I don't know, man. You still got to go to work. You know, <laughs> <laughs> got to make the donuts. Um, yeah, go make the donuts. Yeah. So anyway, I, just from that first thirty-minute blush, I would say like brand new. I think it's it's twenty-five dollars, and I think they have like a launch discount of like ten percent off. Um, and for for you, since I know you prefer console gaming, I don't know if they do because it's harder to do demos on a console. So yeah, probably just give them twenty-five dollars and be done with it. It 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 seems solid. I'm fine with with throwing $25 at this possibility. Yeah. Uh, especially well, and, because and you want to support this kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, and also too, like what I was just saying is literally portal two was my game of the half decade, you know? So <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's, if it's like portal two, which I remember when I saw the preview for it, I'm, I said, this is just like portal two in tone and in mechanics. And it's one that I could ostensibly play with Teddy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in, you know, like they, they already have my money. It's just that they've rewound time and I haven't given it to them yet. They really do already have you like yeah. you're already <laughs> you're already coming up with like pithy jokes to market their game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's just like the now you're thinking with portals. I haven't played portal. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the one other game that uh, I have been uh, playing recently that uh, I just want to give a quick mention to is. Uh, Castlevania something of Ecclesia, I think. It's one of the ones for the the, the DS. I really wanted you to end that with Castlevania something, 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 like just <laughs> completely nebulous because it's like, because there are so many of them. There's a lot you to, of them. <laughs> I wanted to be like, you know, I played a video game. Which one? Castlevania. You have no idea how little that narrows it down. <laughs> Castlevania, Dracula, you big nerd. Um, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Castlevania, the, the one where you try to kill Dracula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. Um, but the only thing I, I just want to give a quick mention about this game is I think it actually seems like it's doing some really interesting things. I might have to bail on it because the way you have to work the controls, expect the hands of a child and I have a man's hands. And so holding the DS physically becomes uncomfortable. So mm. I was like, I, if I can play this game in like 30 minute bursts, then I'll stick it out. Cause it seems like an interesting world an interesting story. Um, but it's, it, it is physically uncomfortable to play it. And I was just like, Oh, this is a bummer because most of the games I've played on the DS and the three DS are like less like they're not actiony games. And so I, it didn't occur to me like, Oh God, I'm, I have like the stupid claw hand, <laughs> like grip down to this thing to, to be able to like attack and dodge and jump. And, um, so anyway, I, I might bail on that one at no fault of the game. Uh, and then I do, if we, if we have time to actually get to main topics, um, I want to talk to you about near automata cause I finished it, but I didn't, but sort of, but anyway, what are you playing? Why should I care? <laughs> Uh, so sorry to 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 the point that you were, were saying though with uh, the Castlevania Symphony of the something something um, is uh, <laughs> I mean I sure actually, yes yeah. <laughs> Castlevania Symphony of Castlevania um, is I, I would actually say though that, that the control scheme and layout is especially nowadays is to a degree the game's fault right and I was actually realizing though 
when I was going through, because I got the PlayStation, whatever, you know, pay th- an extra $30 and now you can access their games library, right? Because I was like, oh, this is like going to Blockbuster. So, you know, every Saturday, Teddy and I, we go, we wake up and I'm like, what what game are we playing this weekend, son? And he'll pick one or two and we'll go through. And so I had about a half an hour where I was just, I couldn't play a video game uh, for dumb reasons. Uh, but I, w- I did have access to the PlayStation. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go through and actually see if I can find some games I think that Teddy and I would find interesting. And it was amazing how many games I would just go through, look at the description, and then disqualify it, you know, for, you know, stuff. So, like, one of them was I, I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, this looks like it could be interesting. Nope, it's rated M, you know, so any... Oh, any yeah. So it's like rating, rating, disqualified. Uh, not multiplayer, disqualified. Um, you know, like this is a turn-based strategy. I'm like, Teddy will not have the patience for that disqualified, you know? And so once I started just disqualifying games like that, it, it, it almost felt like I was on like this weird dystopian dating app where I was just like, <laughs> swipe nope, and left. Nope, 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 you know? And so, uh, so to your point, right, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I could imagine getting into a game, playing it, enjoying it, but then being like, I cannot internalize these controls. And there's a thousand other games out there. So it's like, you know. And and to be fair, the controls themselves are not. If I had a physical controller in my hand and I was looking at a television, this would not be a problem in the slightest. But because I am holding the television and I have to like crimp my palm to hold the device and then press several buttons, I was like, this is. If my hands were smaller, this would not be that big of a deal. Or if I was using a controller that had ergonomic grips, this would not, I wouldn't even think twice about it. But the combination of the size of the device, the placement of the buttons, and the way I have to hold it, I was like, ah, this, this sucks. If, if this is why I can't play, <laughs> if I don't play it because it's not fun or it doesn't hold my interest, like then whatever. But if it's literally like my old man hooks can't make the <laughs> buttons go go, like that will be more, more frustrating. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what, what am I playing and why should you care? So, um, you know, we can definitely, if I start to drone on for too long and we don't, and you know, we're, we're, we're not saving time for main topics then uh, you know, just let me know. Um, but I, the, the, the two, two things I, I wish to speak about is, um, the end of my, uh, darkest dungeon journey. Um, and, uh, Oh, did, did do I hear victory? I, I was victorious. I did. I did it, man. I did it. Um, so I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I am very proud of myself because like that game beat me twice. You know, I went in and played it, just couldn't finish it. Went in and played it, couldn't finish it. And and the guy who was at work and was in it with me, he, he was like, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I just haven't picked it up in a few days. I'm like, that's how it happens, man. You just won't, you know, <laughs> like it broke you. And it's funny. He's like, no, I'm going to play it. I'm like, no, you won't. You, you will not. Like it, you may, maybe in a couple of years, you know, uh, <laughs> goodbye, my brother. Um, so, I said to say that uh, so there, this this will have a minor spoiler mechanically in it, right? So um, basically, as you go through the darkest dungeon, right, uh, the actual darkest dungeon, it gets weirder and weirder. So, and keep in mind that in this playthrough, I named everybody after people that I know in my life, right? Because I wanted to ratchet up the difficulty, and we had a conversation of can you be successful actually being an altruistic manager in this adventure? And the answer is yes. It does work. It takes more time and more energy, but just like in real life, it can be done. It just requires, you know, mindfulness, right? So I'm going though, I I had this, so, you know, I'm now going in to fight the final big bad, right? And, um, and I had four people in the party Two two of them. I I had names that I 
cared pretty deeply about, right? Like as like people that I know at work, right? That I work with all the time. And the other two, I just named them because I, I had to name them something. So they're like people that work in other departments, stuff like that, right? And uh, so I'm going in, I go to fight the final boss. And as you know, in Darkest Dungeon, um, you know, like the, like you get to go and then the boss gets to go. Well, the boss has like a couple of different forms. So it is now in its final form, right? And so I'm like, all right, I think... I think I've got the win here, you know, like with my, my layout and all this sort of stuff. I think I'm good. And then it attacked me a couple of times. I'm like, okay, I'm holding in there. I'm holding in there. I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden it, it says, it said the an attack return to flesh. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know what that does. But the weird thing is I'm like, it's letting me pick a bad, but me pick a hero. I'm like, that's weird. So I picked um, one of the heroes that I didn't care as much about. And it just went death blow. Right. And I was like, <laughs> What? And, and and yeah, it just killed them outright, right? And I was like, oh my God. Okay, well, now I've only got three guys left. I think I can, I think I've still got the win here. And so I'm going through it. And then all of a sudden it said, return to flesh. And now I'm in a weird situation because they're the two people that I really care about, right? One of them is mechanically spent though. Like they're not doing much in combat anymore. And I just realized that I had now painted myself into a corner because unlike where most people who would be playing this game, it'd be saying like, Hey man, you know, you're going to lose another powerful character. Which one do you want to lose? To me, he said, pick a friend to die. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, did you kill? I, I, I killed the more mechanically advantageous person because it was about the story. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't let this person fall because literally what I had done before I went into the darkest dungeon is I before I picked him as a character. I texted him because I know him and I said, <laughs> I'm about to use you in the final dungeon. Are you okay with that? He said, yeah, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't call him into duty just to have him die <laughs> on the, on the final battle, man. No, not like this, you know? And so when I actually, it was amazing because when I was telling him the story and I got to the point where it's like, so I had to make a choice, man. He goes, I'd die for you, man. I'd do that. And I was like, thank you, brother. But no, I didn't, I did not ask that of you today, you know? So it was That's just, these are the thing like people who don't play video games or tabletop games or who don't see the world in stories for one, how sad for you. But for another, like we must sound like crazy people. Like I can't, I don't even know how you would begin to get a person to empathize. It's like, well, okay. So there was this game called Pac-Man and it was very popular, <laughs> but it, it was, there wasn't a lot going on. So you could kind of project onto it. And then like, what do you do? You walk them through 40 years of video games. <laughs> and then uh and then after that and i mean it, that's to me it's it's all you know storytelling right like we we it's so really if you wanted to get somebody they're like i don't understand why you enjoy video games like that like what's the point it's like okay well well we used to like put drawings on cave walls right like we used to, <laughs> yes that is the actually i think the right place to start it's like and some yeah. of those drawings became paintings and some of them became movies and some of them became <laughs> video games and some of them became movies you can interact with and those we called <laughs> video games <you> know? <laughs> yeah so so no i don't and that's why <laughs> When, you know, some people say like, well, I don't play video games because I'm an adult. It's like, why, why do you bother to come to crap like this, man? You know, just don't. Um, so the other so and then I finished that and and there was a huge catharsis. Right. And then a void because <laughs> I mean, now what, man? Like and like not only do I not have to find a new game to get into, but I have to follow that, you know, and I'm like, 
So I, again, like I just was awash with new games. I played a little bit of uh, Savage Planet. Have you heard anything about that? I recognize that title, but I'm not sure I know anything about the game. It's basically, um, imagine the world from Wally, right? You know, uh, similar with like all the, the giant corporations shilling dumb stuff. Like imagine that, but you're one of the people they sent, one of the lone people they sent out to a area to see if it could be used to colonize, you know? Okay. So you're, you're, you, you, you have, your ship has crashed and in the interest of being eco-friendly, they have only equipped your ship with the minima of supplies. So that way they're not wasteful, which is to say that they, they, they cut corners, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's, it's kind of really interesting kind of, uh, you know, tone to it, right? Because like you've got like this these goop bombs that are just basically food, you know. And so, uh, in order to get past certain places, there are these plants that are basically uh, meat grinders. And so you have to lure <laughs> indigenous life to the carnivorous plant so it will eat them. You know, just just kind of kind of dumb stuff like that. So I played that for a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is this is kind of fun, kind of interesting. And then I kind of lost interest. And so then I kind of circled back to Civilization Six. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that did you did you pay full price for that game when it was new uh yeah because that yep. this may be your best return on investment oh absolutely i mean I well that. minus like portal 2 but y- you have gotten a lot of hours out of Civ six it, it's, it's such a great comfort game and the reason why i realized and, and, and we've discussed this a little bit in the past but not not on tape which is that you know all civilization is civilization six is is it's just a, a management simulator right you know like you get to manage the world and i always play it on the easiest difficulty because i like being a manager but at work management is challenging and there's a <laughs> bunch of situations that don't necessarily have a win what i like to do is be a manager and win be pretty pretty guaranteed that i'm gonna get the w um but also one of the things i think is very interesting about this game is the so like let's say that somebody one of the other civilizations comes in and bloodies your nose, right? They do something awful where they, they declare a surprise war on you. And you're like, how dare you? Only I get to declare a surprise war on people, <laughs> you know? But so they go in and they do that and they kill a bunch of your units, take one of your cities, whatever. Right. I realized that the amount of time I would spend frustrated and, and plotting and like going back and, and exacting my vengeance far outweighed the catharsis of actually defeating them because the feeling of catharsis lasted for like 10 minutes the frustration lasts for like hours you know and and so the weird moral takeaway that i had from that was uh oh wow yeah this is a great way to teach people that vengeance isn't worth it man you know like just (laughs) but at what cost (laughs) so that's why also why i always play on the easiest mode because i'm like i don't want to risk a bloody nose because that will make the game substantially less fun um so the one uh interesting comparison i had and we can this is like kind of a main topic i guess but uh interesting comparison i had so we can do your main topic come back to this or however you want to do it but is uh, i did also have you ever heard of stellaris again familiar title but i'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure there's so many games but no go, so well i mean obviously I host a gaming podcast, so I am yes. intimately familiar with every game ever made by everyone, everywhere, ever. So uh, for the listener, why don't you go ahead and include mm-hmm. them in? Yeah, I absolutely. Unfortunately, I've, I've been talking for a while. I feel bad. I feel like I'm kind of monopolizing the uh, the airspace. So uh, you know what? You, you, you can go ahead and take this one. That's fair. Um, this part I am going to cut out. 
But did he? No. Yeah. What the yeah. hell is this game? <laughs> because I am the Alpha and the Omega. Only what I say goes to air. Um, so Stellaris. So it's it's one of the the PlayStation, um, uh, you know, plus thirty dollar games, right? And so I went through. I'm like, oh, oh so my God. an an older game or a newer game that's included for free? Newer game that's included for free. Um, and 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 I looked at. it, I was like, oh my God, it's a it's a it's a forex strategy game set in in space where you start off on like your home but it's modern right but you start off on like your home system and then you slowly branch out over this is masters of orion this is this which is I, masters of orion. which i almost picked as my one of my favorite games that we've played because i fell into that game hard <laughs> oh yeah no it's 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 amazing right i was like oh my god this is this is masters of orion and civilization six i'm like i love and, and i was just i was in man I, I said download that immediately and the minute the kids went to bed i powered it up and I was tragically disappointed. Um, and and but the reason why is kind of interesting. And this is kind of like one of the things that, that I figured we could discuss, which is that Civilization Six. Have you played any of that? No, I haven't. And I know eventually because one of our listener requests is Civ Two, and so mm. part of me is like, I kind of want to do that for the show first before mm. I, I yeah. play Civ Six because otherwise it's going to be impossible to separate those buckets in my mind. And and that is fair. Um, so, so uh, but but you do remember, of course, Masters of Orion too, right? Masters of Orion two does something very very similar, which is that remember all of the stuff, but like all the different categories, all the weird stuff that you could pick, right? Or you could pick none of it. You could just pick a race, right? And then on the very very first turn of Masters of Orion, what decisions are you capable of making? Uh, usually you can. You start with a colony ship, so you can send yep. that to a nearby star system. Uh, you can choose what you're going to start researching, and you can take what little population you have and distribute them. So if you want to let them starve to death while they toil away in the mines, you can do that. If you want to yep. make everybody uh, you know, grow crops so they, they have more people. But unless you're playing on a, like a, the tiniest map, you're not ever near anyone at the start. So like you have... You, you you can kind of like get your feet planted and decide which you know direction you're going to march into the forest right and so that's the thing is that the game so now compare that to how many decisions can you make on turn 100 you know oh, in, infinity decisions yeah. especially so, if you're playing a, a custom race that is like researching super fast yeah so i mean like now all of a sudden you could be building ships you can be picking picking battles you can be getting into combat you can be colonizing you can be building new planets you know there's a million different things that you can be doing right but so so the thing is that like the game has all of that complexity but it naturally gives you a tutorial because every single time when you play the first thing you can make one or two decisions right and then after a few rounds you can make like three or four decisions and then after a few rounds like and then eventually one turn takes like an hour because you got like a hundred decisions to make right that is the way civilization six works and it is absolutely critical in 4x strategy games right is because eventually it unfolds into this masterpiece right but you know you can't even like all of this stuff is kind of available for you to look at if you need to but you don't need to. There's no reason to because it doesn't have any information in there that would be that would inform a decision that you're going to make, right? Uh, 
Stellaris does none of that. <laughs> it it just immediately throws you into the deep end. And it says, like, would you like to play with the tutorial on? And normally I say, no, just let me figure it out. But I'm like, eh, this is a forex strategy game. I should probably, like, listen. And it was like, okay, so uh, here's what's going on in this panel and this panel and this panel. And I swear to you, 30 minutes later, I'm still... And I'm like, okay, wait, so I'm sorry. So then this, this, how does this help this other thing? And what's, okay, so I get an additional 30% here, but what is that related? I, I, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, am I doing good? Am I doing bad? Like, are people starving to death? Are people happy with me? Am I fomenting? I have no idea what's going on. And one of the other issues is that this one doesn't do turns. Is it just has a, a, um, a analog time? Right. So you just, oh, so time is just smoothly happening while you are struggling to figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing. Correct. You can pause it whenever you want. Right. But but you can speed it up or slow it down. And I'm like, so so as opposed to being like, okay, well, every so for example, in Civilization or in Masters of Orion, if you go twenty turns in a row and all you're doing is hitting next turn, you kind of get this like feeling like I should probably be doing something, right? (laughs) (laughs) This this probably is suboptimal, right? But if you hit the go as fast as possible and you're like, okay, I've waited 20 seconds. Is that a lot of time? Is that not a lot of time? I don't know. Should I be doing something? Should I not be doing something? That makes me think more of like SimCity, right? You Mm -hmm. you pause Mm -hmm. the game, you build a bunch of districts. They're not really buildings yet. And then you say, okay, time, advance, let people move in, let shops build up, right? But that's... I don't think of a forex game. That's a simulator. That's a that's a city yeah. builder. It's a city way, builder. way of managing time to me. Right. No. Agreed. And then also too with like with Civilization or with with the the Sims right, or Sim City or anything like that. Um, you're not worried about somebody else who used their time better coming in and destroying your city. You know, which is absolutely part of the core engagement in a forex game. You know, where it's like, okay, well. I think everything's going smoothly. And then all of a sudden the, the Borg show up and you're like, Whoa, my God, why are the Borg in this game? It's like, Oh, I mean, they started off just like you, but they actually utilize their time. Well, you know, and you're like, Oh, well, I guess this is scrapped then. Are we done here? While you were playing video games, they studied the blade. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 you know, they'd say, you know, okay, well, like, Hey, you can build a, uh, a mining vessel. Do you want to do that? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I want to do that. That sounds yes, yes, yes. Let's do that. It's like, all right, you want you want to you want to go mine? I'm like, yes, build a mining station. They're like, cool, you have built a mining station. Okay. Now what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know what I just did. You know? <laughs> what are the ramifications like, of my previous choices? Yeah, like did, did is this good? Do I have more materials now? Do I need to staff the mining station? Do I need what what is happening? You know, and so yeah, I, I and then what I did was I, I stopped playing it. And then I, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna play a little bit of Civilization Six kind of get back into the field and then go back to Stellaris. <laughs> I played like half an hour of Civilization 6 and then I did go back to Solaris to delete it off of my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if you had been born like 10 or 15 years earlier, I'm not sure you would be a gamer because so many early games were like that. They were just like, here is a booklet of instructions I actually found out from uh one of our supporters uh who also is uh frequent on uh the twitch channel which i think i forgot to mention in the shilling but whatever links in the show notes um <laughs> apparently microprose is like famous for these giant 
sprawling, unbelievably detailed manuals that they would ship with their games. And because a lot of their games were about like aircraft or spacecraft or watercraft, they would either tell you the real facts about these real crafts, extrapolate if it was fictional or just make up all of those details. If it was like hard sci-fi and in the early days when they were still kind of getting their bearings, that was just like how they appealed to a certain kind of audience. It was like, Oh, do you want to know why they use a, a five sided uh, bolt instead of a six sided bolt when they're screwing the hull in on this, you know, Goliath class ship, here's a friggin' page and a half explaining why they chose that bolt shape. And it's like, this is a fictional bolt on a fictional spaceship for a fictional alien race fighting in fictional space battles. Like why? But, there are, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like people who are like hardcore, uh, Tolkien heads, you know, some people want to know the lore behind every tree branch and not just the cool tree branches on the ends, like regular trees. And sometimes I can get into that. Like I, I can kind of empathize with that attitude, but I mostly sympathize with it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, you do you like, I don't, I, I don't want to do that, but you, I mean, like, you nope so hard out of that like you you want a video game to do the thing that is unique to video gaming which is where it can teach you to play the game and and i think that's completely legitimate but if you were just like five or ten years older all the video games that would have been out when you were that age would have been the kind where it's like here's a book well and and so actually i think that uh to your point because when you said like i'm not sure you'd be in the gaming i'm like oh my god what because there's so much of what I do is like tied into this, you know, literally all the time at work. I'm like, we need to make this more like a video game, you know? Um, (laughs) So I'm like, what would I even be like? I think actually what would happen is um, I think I would still play video games, but for example, like 10 years older, right? So I've got the Nintendo. um, All I, I I would still play video games. I would just play super Mario brothers and Mega Man and that's it. You know, (laughs) like, so I wouldn't probably be a gamer. People would be like, Oh man, so you played Nintendo? Yep. And it's like, well, did you play this? Sorry, let me stop you right there. I played <laughs> two video games, you know? Just, just the two. Yeah. But all the other ones are are just stupid. You know, I don't I don't I don't <laughs> like them. Um it, but yeah, no, it's, it, I, I think that and and to be fair, um, so th- not to do a deep dive on my personality as opposed to, to the game, right? <laughs> but uh is that one of the things that my mom said to me when I was very young, which is that she she used to think that I was gonna be an engineer when I grew up because I would take things apart and then she would find like just stuff that I'd broken, you know, like because I'd taken it apart. And, um, and she said, it took me a while to learn out that you weren't going to be an engineer. Cause she said, I thought you took it apart and you couldn't figure out how to put it back together. And so you broke it. Right. But then she said, eventually I learned that you just had no desire to put it back together because you wanted to know how it worked, you know? So you take it apart and you're like, Oh, and then you were done, you know? So <laughs> you didn't feel the need to. So I, the, the, the same thing with a lot of this sort of stuff is I don't, if I am doing something for enjoyment, the joy that I find is figuring, like working through the thing, not reading and learning how to do the thing. You know, like that's what I do professionally is I read and I build skills for this stuff. I like to use a portion of my brain that says with no additional information, can you figure this out? You know? And so uh, that's why I don't like reading manuals. So yeah, somebody says like, yeah, man, you can play this game. All you have to do is read these three paragraphs of text and internalize them. I'm like, cool, sounds like work. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. Well, and that's where I think Micropros actually kind of nailed it is they started including that stuff as supplemental, whereas a lot of companies still included it as required. So you can play 
a late 80s or early 90s microprose game and totally enjoy it and understand everything that's going on. You just don't get all of like the lore stuff, right? You can read the Lord of the Rings without reading the Summerillion. In fact, actually, you can watch the Lord of the Rings movies without reading the Summerillion, right? You can play Master of Orion without reading the giant book that probably exists to accompany that game. Um, we uh, What was the god-awful super nintendo crashing into aircraft carriers <laughs> so that that's a uh, microprose super strike eagle super strike eagle with its incredible box art uh that that's a microprose game and it comes with a giant book that tells you all about the planes and the aircraft carrier and all that crap and i'm like ah. like <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's interesting to some people and it is cool that they included it but to require it that's a different Mm-hmm. yeah that, no, that I mean, dog it, does not hunt correct yeah i mean to your point is it is is i don't think that the lord of the rings movies would be as popular as if somebody said hey you want to go check out one of the lord of the rings movies and somebody t- throws down the tome of the cimmerillion and says <laughs> yes but you know yeah. first first we got to do this and it's like oh they I won't even I, sell not... you a ticket till you've read it <laughs> they ask you three questions and if you don't get them right and one of them is one of Gollum's riddles, which makes no sense. You just have to know the answer. <laughs> you know, like a good riddle. <laughs> yes. Uh, but what was what was your you you had a, a discussion topic? I, yeah. So I don't want to do spoilers for Near Automata because I want you to play this game. So then we can talk about it um, and have to like spoiler tag the whole is episode. It, what, what is it? Turn based JRPG? No, it's all very okay. real time. Very real time combat. Okay. Yeah, I might, I might, I might be able to get into that. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a lot of deep philosophy, and you can choose to engage with more of it and go deeper in the philosophy. Um, but the, the combat is all real time. Would be a good comparator. Um, do you ever play like Devil May Cry or any of those kind of like ju- You know where you can because like kind of you. juggle <laughs> enemies and mm-hmm. that kind of old got not the new God of War, but kind of like the old God of War. Like you got to duck and weave and have the right sword to chop the the robots in in twain so it's it's very very real time um game has a lot of systems you can go super deep on or completely ignore which i found out because i did my whole first playthrough and then was like oh my god i have all this stuff in my inventory i could sell and now i'm super rich and i can upgrade everything so like but but at no point that i feel like the game was unfair even though i could have been doing that the whole time anyway the the thing that uh, i want to talk about because uh, it's it's kind of a, like a broader subject separate from this specific game is this game has what most people would call multiple endings, but mm-hmm. they're sort of not. It's really you play through the game the first time as to be the, the girl, right? Who's in the little like maid dress. And then you play through the game the second time on what's called the B route um, as 9S, which is like your companion, friend, whatever. Um, and then after you do both of those routes, which takes like 20 hours, by the way, this is not like, you just roll over and do this. This is a big game. Um, once you go through both those routes, then you get like the post game. And I don't like, I am still in the post game and I don't even know like where this thing's going to go, but this game has 26 endings, 21 joke endings, and then five serious endings. But the thing is, like the game didn't really end when I beat it as to be. It's just 
then you see the same story from 9S's point of view, and then you get all this post-game stuff that is like kind of super relevant if you want to understand anything that is going on. So you could reasonably stop when you beat the game as 2B, but it would be kind of unsatisfying. You could reasonably stop when you beat the game as 9S because you've learned all this additional stuff, but literally at the end of the credits, there's like a preview of what is coming up in the post-game. Like, they obviously want you to keep going, right? And so I compare that to another game that I played uh, earlier this year, I think, Time is a Flat Circle, uh, which was Triangle Strategy, (laughs) where that game actually has multiple endings, and you have to do entire subsequent playthroughs to get to the endings, and they actually tell you there's a menu in the game that shows you exactly which choices to make to get to the the different endings. So you... The way triangle strategy is written is you won't get a full picture of everyone's motivations and why everybody makes the choices that they make unless you do all four playthroughs. There's the three bad playthroughs and then what's called, I think, the golden route, which is like the one true good ending. And then in uh, Nier Automata, they make no effort to tell you like you must do these things to get this outcome. You must keep playing or do this thing. Like it, it's just keep playing the game until you've decided you care enough about the world and the characters. <laughs> and then I guess stop. And there is a true ending, but it's like 35 hours in and it's not like, I sure hope just playing the game and doing all the side quests and stuff gets me to the true ending because like kind of invested in the characters. The world is super interesting. Like I, I want to see how they wrap the story up. But I present all of this to you to essentially ask you this one simple question. Do you like when a game has more than one ending? Because, and and I mean narrative games, right? So like Super Mario World, you know, you can beat it only doing like six gates or 20 gates, or you could 100% the game. But those are all like, even if the, the end credits is like a tiny bit different or it shows you your completion, I still consider that the same ending, right? The hero beats the bad guy and you're done. But I'm I'm talking like you have a narrative where the end result of the narrative can be different based on either when you beat the the bad guy or if you fail or if you save the princess or you don't save the princess on the way to beating the bad guy or whatever, like an actually different ending. Do you like when a game does that? Yes. Moving on. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do. I, I, I actually really like that. I think that um, it's. It, I like it if it's well executed by which I mean that the narrative ending is appropriately narrative given the choices that you've made in the game. Now they don't have to be, the choices don't have to be handed to you as a binary, right? Where it's like the renegade option or the paragon option, right? Is it could just be like, like for example, in, uh, uh, Oh, I always forget the name of this game, but in, in a, in it, there is a game where, uh, you know, they're going to, um, like hang some bad guys right bad guys you know quote unquote and uh and you can like either shoot the people trying to hang them or you they tell you to shoot the bad guys you know but you can also shoot the rope which lets them go right and so you, you can oh, go through yeah. without killing anyone it's a uh, spec ops the line that's yeah the yeah 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 so so that's what i'm saying where i say you know like that there can be choices in there that you know you don't necessarily know is a choice but if you're if the idea is that it's like I will give you an ending that if you are trying to think this through as a paladin, basically, where you are always going to make the right choice, then you will get a satisfying ending 
for a paladin, right? If you, which, which may mean that some of the good guys die because you were unwilling to yield on these points. If you're playing it like Spider-Man, where you're always doing what is the good and right thing and, you know, whether or not that follows the law, then that gives you a satisfying ending for that character, right? Um, where I don't like it if it's, is if it's like, oh, if you want the real ending, what you have to do is spend 100,000 hours getting perfect at this game because the only way to get the real ending is to b- defeat the boss without being touched, which is like almost impossible. Then, then I'm, I'm like, well, I will just, I will never experience that ending because I don't care. And what you're telling me is that like, well, the only way to get the good ending is if you care enough and clearly you don't, I'm like, I don't need that game. You, you are subordinate to me. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I literally own you. <laughs> so, and also too, there are a lot of um, ones where it's like, oh, well, if you die, so the, the kind of the op- same, the opposite side of that coin is like, oh, well, if you die too many times and you get the, you suck at video games ending, you know, and, and then I'm like, well, what, why, why are you doing this to me? You know? Um, so yeah, so narrative, but where you can actually make choices in the game to impact the way that whether or not certain characters die. A, a great example of this and spoilers for an ancient game that we will eventually play. But uh, Neverwinter Nights is a great one of a great example of this is because the uh, paladin whose name escapes me. Um, John she, Paladin. Yeah, uh, she. Jane um, Paladin. There you go. <laughs> no, no, it was John. Um, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was clear that this John is, is a woman. Uh, no, she, uh, you know, she's a good guy through the first two acts and then she turns into a black guard in the third act right but if you literally do everything possible so every single time when you have a chance to talk to her you you know talk to her about good things if you exhaust all of those options and then in the final fight you you try to do a thing that would could ostensibly save her so if you as the player spend time and energy trying to convince this person that she is in fact a good person then she'll you don't have to kill her you know, she will come and atone for her crimes. And like, and I remember the last scene with her is in her in jail awaiting judgment because she's like, look, I've done some terrible things, but I've decided to come back into the fold. And I'm like, that's that's awesome, because there's at no point do they say like, hey, if you do these dialogue options, then like this will get you the good ending. But if you just really the way I found it was because I cared and I was like, no, I care about her. Like, hey, come on, let's let's keep talking. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, you can save her. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I can. This is amazing. So. Well, yes, that, I do like it. I think that's a critical piece of when it f- can feel good to because I I actually enjoyed in Triangle Strategy, like marching through these laid out for me stories because then it was like I was just reading a little book, right? So it was just like, oh, in this story, we go to the Frozen Kingdom and we ally ourselves with the frozen kingdom people and in this story we go to the desert kingdom and we ally ourselves with the desert kingdom people and then what are the outcomes of those choices it's almost like little parallel universes kind of like when you do a like hero or villain run of like fallout 3 or new vegas right where you sort of go to all the same places but you make very different choices and so but it's super obvious right i'm making obvious different choices that are going to have an obvious different outcome in uh, your example for spec ops, I think that's neat, but I would be really pissed off if I found out that 10 hours later, after I've made many overwrites of my save file, they're like, oh, well, you know, you could have saved those guys. And it's like, I are, are you serious? Like you, you expect <laughs> me to replay this like 25 hour game because you're dude. So in 
The Witcher 3. And I've not played this game, but I, I saw somebody uh, play through it and, and watch her struggle with the way they did this is there's a it's a similar thing, right? Like there's the the I think it's your love interest. Like you can save her, or you can choose to settle down with her or something, but you have to make I think five very specific choices that you only have one attempt to make and three of them are not communicated to be significant. So by the and that's a long game, right? I mean, I think by the time she was done, she put something like 90 hours into The Witcher 3, like huge huge amount of time all the side quests and everything and then she gets to the end and it's like this big satisfying ending and then you know the like love interest doesn't survive or what you know whatever the the sad beat of the conclusion is and so then she was like oh i wonder if there's multiple endings and she looked it up and she was like oh i i would literally have to replay the entire game because like in the first five hours when you know gwendolyn was like oh go have a beer with me and he was like, oh, no, I got to go do this. I got to stop ghosts or I don't know, whatever the Witcher does. And then she's like, oh, OK. And then even if you do all the other good things, oh, well, that one time you didn't have a beer with her. So like now you're just you're screwed. So like that, I find unacceptable. Be- yeah, because it's I, I don't I don't know exactly how to put it into words, but it's like I think they're trying to. On the one hand, like in the the meta sense, they want you to replay the game, right? Because they made a game. They want you to keep playing their game. And then in like a, this is the piece of art I made sense. I think they're trying to create the feeling of like, well, this was your story. Like you, you made these choices and this was the outcome. But if it feels like, no, I didn't make choices. Things were happening. And then later you punished me for some of them. It's the difference between choice and consequences, right? So it's it's it, it, the the exemplar of this, right, is uh, Chrono Trigger, right? You know, where you, you get put on trial for your actions, but they do that, you know, a couple hours into this very long game to just kind of say like, hey, keep keep think about what you do, right? You know, so they they have consequences. So to to your point, right, with the spec ops thing, right, is I think that that a lot of times what games do, or for for the Witcher item, uh, is that they it's like a binary where it's like you make this choice or you don't. And then if you don't make all five, if all five flips aren't switch switches aren't flipped on, then you don't get this ending, right? When, if you're going to do something like that, it should feel organic, right? So like, for example, if you're, (laughs) if you're like, okay, I'm going to play as Geralt the Witcher, right? And somebody's like, well, which do you, which do you want to do? Do you want to faff around with this woman that you just met? Or do you want to go stop, ghosts from killing people it's like well i'm gonna go stop ghosts from killing people it's like and we're gonna punish you for that it's like why why am i being punished for that i'm trying to play this character you told me to play (laughs) yeah right so it's like so to say you know okay yes you can still so let's just say that you're like but i do care about this person i do want to see this relationship through and it's like okay you can but so what i prefer is for ones where it's it's like there are five things you can do and you have to do three of them you know because then you could ostensibly miss one, just like in real life, right? That, that That's way more realistic, where it's like, if you are really interested in the person, they will normally overlook one or two minor screw-ups. And, you know, like, <laughs> if you go out on the first date and you say, like, ah, yeah, you, you know, like, I I really love, uh, like, I'll have a, a, a prime rib. Man, I love meat. And they're like, ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. You're like, ooh, my bad. It's not like, and I will never speak to you again. <laughs> You know, it's, it, you know, you, you, you move because past I'm it, going right? to kill and eat you. 
<laughs> so for the spec ops line thing is that like the the being able to shoot the ropes is let's just say that the game is doing the, the mathematics of paragon to renegade right is that that's just a way to get some bonus paragon points you know points that the game really doesn't expect for you to get but it allows you to screw up a couple of more areas you know that stuff i think is really really good you know but not where it's like well no if you don't know this in advance then you're screwed it's like well that's less fun you know i don't remember if fallout one and two did this i think that they did but i know that three and new vegas did and you did you finish four you played four didn't you i did finish four i think twice okay so you tell me tell me if this is how it ends uh the ending of fallout three and uh fallout new vegas and i think also one and two is basically a slideshow so like did you go punch the the kid in the face okay then you're gonna get the slide about the mean man punched the kid in the face and he grew up to be the devil and okay did you did you you know help the old lady across the street and it's like okay then you get the slide that's like oh and remember that old lady you helped across the street well she helped that kid you punched turn into the devil right so like there's it, it they're basically like vacation slide i mean they're literally still pictures that just have voiceover so like and and here's the what the people dressed up like the romans did and here's what they turned the, into the devil the, the devil right here's you know how the zombies in zombie tower things turned out and i i like the amount of recognition that gives to your choices where because i mean you have a lot of freedom in the, in the fallout games and in those like bethesda e engine games um you can you know, save people or not, you can go to a place or not, right? Like you might not even go to an area where there's a side quest that could have like other ramifications. So to handcraft an ending for that many different things would be either madness making and you would look like Charlie in front of the wall with the red strings or all roads would lead to Rome and your choices would feel basically irrelevant because you would you know, the endings, uh, the variations in the ending would be so token as you all arrived at the inevitable conclusion, which wouldn't feel the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Exactly. So I, I like the way fallout has aspired to do it. And yet I can't really remember a goddamn thing about how those games end. Right. Like I can remember how the main quest you know like either you you save the people or you kill the people like i can remember those but like all the little side things because they're different on every playthrough and they kind of come up in different orders and they're sort of like disconnected from each other and everything just sort of feels loose it just doesn't have the like the punch of like the end of uncharted four or the end of the last of us or the end of the new God of war, right? Like those games, there's one path from start to finish. And the ending is super clear in a game like, um, triangle strategy, you have like four distinct endings, but because it's kind of like reading four fanfics, it's like three fan fictions that all kind of have like sad endings. And then like the one, published book that has the good ending like you can remember each of the endings because they're like distinct from each other and you can remember the choices that led to them so it's like there's this weird spectrum of like i don't i don't really love the fallout way but i kind of get it the the triangle strategy e kind of way is like i i like it like that that fits with the way i think and the way like stories have an impact on me but i think the ones i enjoy the most are honestly just the most straightforward like 
there is an ending. This is a story. You are playing a movie, right? And you have to be good at video games and you got to interact. But like these characters are going to have this story. And I think when I go to a narrative experience, I'm leaning more toward those, which is why bring this all back together. I feel so weird about near automata because it's like the game keeps telling me you can be done now if you want. I'm like, but you have more lore. And it's like, yeah, I know we we do. I mean, you're welcome to come in and get it, but you know, you don't have to stay. Like, I don't think I've ever played another game that was quite so like coy with its lore. Like, oh, do you, do you want some more lore? We have more, but you know, I don't want to pressure you. <laughs> well, and to, to, to your point though, um, about the difference between like fallout three versus, uh, the last of us. Right. Cause I, I, I played both of those. Um, I think that the difference is, um, expression versus narrative as a core aesthetic, right? So Fallout is more about your expression of who you are through the game, right? And so then they just try to kind of put a narrative kind of like spice on that, right? So it's like, oh, well, how did you express yourself? Well, you cared about these things. So here's the kind of cap ending of that, you know? Um, so the, the so I would definitely say that Fallout 3 focuses on expression, whereas, um, you know, The Last of Us, is narrative there is no expression it's a story right and i would definitely say that and and now i'm just going to start you know opining about things that i probably (laughs) have no right to because i'm I'm not an expert is uh is i would make the argument though that generally speaking once you realize that i think we all have the game that like kicked us in the face that the game would allow you to express yourself especially given when we came up with games you know is it's like yeah you know like games you you play the game and the game is the game and then all of a sudden you're like wait what I do matters, you know, it's not just, it's not just linear, you know, then that blows your mind. But then eventually I would make the argument that like a truly well executed story sticks with us a little bit more because those are rarer than the number of times we express ourselves, right? That is near infinite because we're with us all the time, right? So like (laughs) all the damn time. (laughs) So remembering, you know, like, oh, well, this was the, this was the repercussion of this one time I expressed myself 15 years ago is different than I heard a really cool story 15 years ago. And I've thought about it a few times since then, you know? So I think that you play expression-based games for the joy it brings you at the time. And you play narrative-based games for like the amazing story that you could remember forever, you know? So I I think I hope you didn't have anything else because no. uh, I would <laughs> like to I would like to tie this back to as as a way to put a bow on this episode is you know we started near the beginning talking about like how do you not how do you live if you don't like project stories where there are no stories you're either consuming stories creating stories or making stories up like that's that is part of the human condition and I think it is fair to say there's a big spectrum of people right but. But it, at, at a bare minimum, you and I like lean pretty hard into stories. So this this was this was helpful, right? Because this, this is like, oh, this I seek out these kinds of gaming experiences because I'm okay essentially with like an interactive novel, right? Like I, I want the gameplay and the mechanics and stuff to be satisfying, but more than that, I want a satisfying story when I'm playing a narrative-driven game. Absolutely. And and one of the best things I think that a, a good narrative like story can do. It's have like really nice book endings. So Lake Michigan. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. 
There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you saved the day. 